as God intended. Let's go. Looking for Healing Talk Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. I'm your host, Nicola Burnett, holistic registered dietitian, functional medicine practitioner, and proprietor of Back to Balance Wellness Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. Hey, I thank you for joining me today at Looking for Healing Talk Radio. This is an exciting show where you can learn from experts in the practice of natural medicine. Combined, the show hosts possess more than a hundred years of clinical experience as professional healers and includes myself, Nicola Burnett, Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Brian Artis, and Dr. Jana Schmidt. If you are into all things natural when it comes to health and healing, then stick with us. This is the show for you. I am super grateful for the opportunity to have this platform to share and educate and expand the minds of others on the topic of natural healing, which is a topic that has seemingly gotten lost as the primary way of healing. I invite you to share the links and to tell all your like-minded friends and family that they can find us live every week on America Out Loud Talk Radio at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and via recorded podcasts at americaoutloud.com, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora Networks, and via America Out Loud phone apps downloaded from Apple and Android. I would like to take a moment to thank the sponsor of the show, Global Healing. They make beautiful, natural supplements that are made with pure ingredients. One of the products I'm a fan of is their organic vegan vitamin B12 formula. Vitamin B12 is necessary for maintaining the energy pathways in the body. It's necessary and critical for the neurological system. And I really appreciate the fact that it is triple activated because their product is made with the three best forms of B12 and it contains Ormus supercharged minerals and it is made with triple distilled biophotonic structured water. And Global Healing is offering a generous 25% off of your first purchase as a thank you to our faithful listening audience of Looking for Healing Radio. Be sure to use the discount code of OUTLOUD, O-U-T-L-O-U-D, out loud when placing your order. Okay, so let's get to it. We have a great show for you today. And just as a little bit of a reminder, the topic for last week's show, which was on June 6, 2023, was the top five most common questions I get asked from audiences and or clients. So I mentioned a couple of the topics for these questions And we got into one of them last week, but I had so much to say about it, I didn't move on to any of the other topics. 
So if anybody out there wants to listen to what we talked about last week, we talked about supplements. And in particular, we talked about how to determine if a supplement is of true quality and potency. And the fact that you can't figure that out by just picking up a supplement and looking at the label. There's other things that you'll have to dive down the rabbit hole, do your research. And I talk about that in the show last week. And the other question or topic related to supplements that I get asked a lot uh, is about two particular products, probiotics and digestive enzymes. Those are probably the two most common supplements that when somebody is navigating the supplement world, looking for something that will help them improve their health situation, I'd say those are the top two supplements that people go to, or at least start with, and then add on from there. And I talk about my my opinions, my views, my experience with those two products. Uh, the supplement world is really challenging and confusing. It's, it's a hard world to navigate if you don't know how to navigate it. So that topic last week, again, that was on June 6, 2023, you can pull up the podcast and listen to that. There's some really good information that I think will be very helpful to the listen audience, listening audience about supplements. Okay, so we're going to move on. I'm going to spend time today talking about hormones. This is such a buzzword. This is just the constant topic that people are tossing around in the general public. So again, I get all kinds of questions about hormones from audiences when I do any public speaking and clients in the office. So I want to, I'm going to go over today kind of the basics of hormones. It's basic, but it's stuff that most people I find don't know. So we're going to talk about this topic uh, and I'm going to break it down for you as much as I can, make it as easy as possible. The first thing, uh, make it as easy as possible to understand. The first thing I'm going to start off with is the whole world today seems to want to blame all of their health issues on their hormones. It's the first thing you hear, mainly from women, not so much from men, but mainly from women. They come into the office and, you know, they're blind in one eye and their hair is falling out and, you know, they, they, they're stiff in the morning and the soles of their feet hurt. And I'm kind of being a little sarcastic. Some of these are true and some of these aren't, but just a little bit of humor thrown in there. But the first thing they always go to is, I want to test my hormones, my hormones, my hormones, my hormones. And I'll just look at this person, whoever I'm speaking with, and I will just directly ask the question, so tell me why you think it's your hormones. Tell me what the tie-in would be. How are you bridging that? How are you coming to that conclusion that it's your hormones? Well, I don't know. It's just, you know, it's, it's just, it's probably my hormones. I'm 44 and, you know, my mom had problems and, and they're not really, they don't really have an answer uh, that's justifiable. They're kind of grasping for straws. Uh, again, I'm going to go back to the topic of conditioning and programming. A lot of people pull this topic, women, let me, let me take that back. A lot of women 
will pull this topic of hormone and just start blaming everything in this bag, dumping all their problems into the bag of hormones. This is conditioning and programming. I'm telling you, this is a classic presentation of conditioning and programming. And let me give you a little background history. So functional medicine is now pretty much a mainstream term. But back in the day, in the early 2000s, it wasn't. Functional medicine started to kind of be a thing, right? A topic on the radar, things that people would talk about back in the early 2000s. And nowadays, there is an organization uh, that is kind of the recognized, certified body that kind of seals the deal and, and gives you the official you know, certificate uh, that says, okay, I am, I am officially certified in, not in uh, functional medicine. So it's the IFM. I'm sure many of you have heard of it. But I got to tell you, I was exploring functional medicine before the IFM ever existed. So I got kind of grandfathered in when functional medicine really wasn't a formal thing. So it was way before the IFM. And before that, I was studying with a gentleman up in San Francisco. And he was one of the people that kind of brought this functional medicine forward uh, to, the, to the public. And it became kind of the, the, the latest fad, the newest thing, uh, the most, you know, the current thing in health and healing, natural healing. So he was really into this. I don't know how far back it goes. Maybe I'm sure the nineties, maybe in the eighties, I really, I don't know his, his full history, but anyways, I got introduced to him um, actually through Dr. Mercola. Uh, and so I ended up uh, speaking with him, ended up going through his course, taking his course and I had a very different, interesting experience. It was a, it was a, you know, for what it was, it was a very good course at the time, but it was all about hormones. That's really, that's how functional medicine really rolled out. It was hormones and it was adrenal testing. And that was it. I mean, that was really, that was really the focus. And then it got into the, you know, testing the gut microbiome, you know, that kind of, that kind of tagged along. There was the talk of, you know, detox and, and, you know, everything's leads back to the gut microbiome and and that's all true and accurate. However, my experience with functional medicine was interesting and different. I was going through the course. I was excited. We were learning all these things Uh, It was, you know, it it felt like cutting edge. It felt refreshing. And I was in the course, I think I was maybe a year into it approximately. And there's this time in the course where we start doing case studies. And there's all kinds of people who are signed up, you know, maybe chiropractors and personal trainers. And, you know, I am a dietitian. So there's, you know, many different walks of life that were coming to take this course to offer, you know, an add-on service to their clients. And so again, I think we were about a year into it and 
what happened was they were presenting case studies and over and over and over again, these folks who were in the course would present these case studies and they would come back and say, okay, this is my client. This is the profile. This is, you know, this is what they're dealing with. This is their symptoms. I went ahead and did, you know, their first adrenal test and I put them on this and put them on that and gave them some progesterone or DHEA or whatever it was. And then they'd come back and give an update. And this was weekly. So they'd come get back, give an update. Okay, this is what, you know, the client reports. This is what's going on. This is what their symptoms are. Things of that nature. Well, so we had an opportunity to kind of follow these clients that may not have been our clients, but, you know, follow what was being reported, the history, et cetera, with all of these clients that they were working with. And what I came to find was that they weren't, they weren't healing. (laughs) Their symptoms weren't going away that, you know, maybe they would shift a little, but they, I really didn't see a lot of activity and it was like, well, okay, it's been six months, test again, see where their adrenals are at. And I just kept seeing more of the same, more of the same, more of the same. And so what I realized with what I was doing at that time, so that was now about, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago, at that time with nutrition and and supplement protocols and detox, I, I realized that a lot of the things that these folks were presenting and, and not really getting results, I, you know, I would raise my hand in the group and I'd say, well, what are you doing about detox? What are you doing about this? What are you doing about nutrition? What about this? Are you addressing this? That sounds like they're dealing with, you know, X, Y, and Z. And maybe sometimes they would have some awareness. The practitioners would have some awareness about those topics. And, you know, sometimes they didn't, uh, but it really kind of passed what was being taught in the course it wasn't really, you know, welcomed or invited to kind of go down a different rabbit hole with these other topics. And I, and I get it. There's a curriculum, you're sticking to it. You're told what you're going to be taught. You know, you're told about the course and and that's all fine. Everybody has to have some kind of a, a organized curriculum when they are teaching a course. However, it was just started to get a little frustrating when these folks were not getting anywhere with these clients. And so I remember one day I just brought up a topic and I was talking about, you know, detox and fecal mucoid black and how that adheres to the colon wall and what you have to do to get rid of that. And, you know, I, I kind of just brought some other stuff up and I, it, it was, it was like, oh, wow, you're doing all that. You know, it was kind of the reaction like, wow, we, you know, we don't really talk about that stuff and we don't really know about that stuff. And I thought, okay, well, I mean, I I can just tell you from experience, you know, there's many different aspects to healing. And if you're not really looking at all the aspects, this is going to be a problem because your client, you know, adrenal fatigue is not the only reason why things don't work in a body. So other things have to be looked at. Well, I mean, they just kind of just said, oh, that's nice, Nicola. And, you know, I got a little pat on the back and then they kind of moved on and then, you know, I I stuck around for a little bit of time, but then I realized, wow, we're just spinning our wheels here. We're not getting anywhere. And this isn't how I want to practice. And I don't want to just keep taking people's money and just adrenal testing them over and over again. Um, There's just more to the equation. So 
you know, no disrespect, no harm. I have nothing but gratitude for being able to find this person, take the course, got a lot of information, a lot of knowledge, a lot of pearls of wisdom. I have absolutely no regrets at all. It was one of the best things I did. And I got to a point where I needed to move on because if anybody knows anything about me, we'll give away a little secret here. I don't stop until I get the answer. I will not stop. I have traveled to different countries. I have stalked natural pe- natural um, practitioners and natural medicine, meaning I have bought plane tickets. I have flown around the country. I have spent thousands of dollars. Like I stop at nothing. And the one thing you never want to say to me is no. Don't ever say that word <laughs> just for people who want to get to know me. Because especially when it comes to healing, when people are suffering, you don't stop until you find the answer. That has always been my belief system and my philosophy. And I'm telling you, I would not be alive if I did not hold and follow and pursue that philosophy when I was dealing with my own health issues. Uh, And I had nobody around me to help me or steer me or guide me whatsoever. So I'm going to go to a quick break here. We're going to take a short break. And when we return, I will continue discussing uh, this topic. All right. So hang in there, stay with me, and I'll see you in just a few minutes. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. 
The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Welcome back to Looking for Healing Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. Looking for Healing Radio is on five days a week, Monday through Friday. Between my co-hosts and I, you can find a new show every day of the week. If while you were listening to and a question pops into your mind, please feel free to submit your question by going to the nav bar on the Looking for Healing page. We would love to hear from you. Any and all questions and comments are welcome. Okay, so let's get back into this topic. We're talking about hormones. And I was just giving you a little bit of some information about where a lot of this whole topic of hormones, uh, this, this whole kind of, you know, some belief systems, some advertising, conditioning, programming, you know, when, when functional medicine became kind of the latest and greatest thing and the biggest trend, and it was all about hormones and adrenal stress, uh, what we were just talking about in the first uh, segment of this podcast of this show, that is really where this stems from. So nowadays, it's almost been kind of shoved down our throats, hormones, 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 everything starts and begins with hormones. Well, I'm going to present something different to you today, because it, it actually doesn't. Are hormones a huge part of the equation? Oh my gosh, of course. But where do they fit in? And how do they fit in? And that's what I'm going to talk about. So there's all this talk about adrenals, right? We, we hear the different terms, adrenal fatigue, adrenal failure, adrenal exhaustion, adrenal compromise. There's, there's all these different terms to describe this. What does that actually mean? Well, what I can tell you is that when you are taught about the adrenals, now I don't know about every program, but I, I, you know, I'm familiar with the program I went through and, and, some of the earlier programs, other programs that people have have gone through and studied. Usually they'll stick to mainly three phases of adrenals and how they fail or become fatigued or get exhausted, whatever word you want to stick in there. The truth of the matter is, I think it's either 27 or 28 phases or presentations that can be mapped out and figured out um, and, and how do I say, made clear with the adrenal glands and how they work and how they function. So it's not that simple. It's not just, you know, three or five or six. There's, this is actually a really complicated topic. If you, you know, were a PhD and really wanted to just kind of study this for your, you know, your lifetime study, 
uh, it gets pretty deep and pretty complicated. So it's not as simple as it's presented to the general public. So that's the first thing to, to know. There's many, many, many different phases of it. Uh, and the second thing I would say is most people can't really describe the adrenals. And when I say people, I'm talking about, again, a client will come in or I'll get a question from an audience member and they'll raise their hand and say, well, what, I have adrenal fatigue. You know, what, what about that? Or they'll ask a question relative to that. And I always come back with a question to their question a lot of times because their question brings to light their ignorance. And that's not, I'm not insulting anyone's intelligent. Ignorance is the lack of education. That's what I'm referring to. Um, And it also brings up, you can see people's conditioning and programming in how they phrase their questions. So I'll come back with a question that will get them to kind of dig to to the next level. And then I get the deer in the headlights look. So they're asking a question, but they're kind of just parroting off what they've heard. They're not really, they don't, it sounds like they understand what they're talking about, but when you just come back with another question, you know, I quickly find out that they are not educated and they really don't even understand what they're talking about relative to the topic. And that's okay. Uh, You know, I'm not educated on things if I don't study them and I don't learn about them. So again, most of the information that the general public will pick up comes through things they've heard, you know, advertising, just there's different kinds of conditioning and programming. Uh, They'll see a functional medicine person, for example, and, you know, maybe the first thing they want to focus on is, well, we have to test your adrenals. So then they'll go, oh, okay. So that means my adrenals are really important to my health and healing and Etc. And they are, I'm not discounting that at all, but oh my gosh, if it were that simple, then we wouldn't have so many people on the planet walking around unwell. It's not that simple. It's way more than that. So I'd like to start off by just giving a description of the adrenals and what they are. And not the typical descriptions you're going to hear when you Google and read in books. I'm going to spin this a little bit different. So the adrenals, I always like to describe the adrenals as the first responders. What does that mean? Well, when you have a new experience in life, and pretty much every day is a new experience, maybe you've gotten up and gone to the grocery store a million times, the same store, you know, doing the same thing, but that day is new and different, right? Because you don't know who you're going to meet in the grocery store, what experiences you're going to have. It could be, you know, a different experience. So first responders, they're the organ that collects the data right off the gate. So let me use a different experience that I think than a grocery store shopping. We had uh, the... um, we had a really tragic event here in Las Vegas. It uh, it was the shooting at the concert. I'm sure many of you heard about this or know about this. It was there was a, a country uh, concert, live concert, and there was a mass shooting that happened there. So, what happens in a situation like that? Who gets called? The first responders. 
They're the first people on the scene. They're the first people who have to pull in the information, gather data, assess what's going on, get on their radios, uh, get on their phones, you know, send some kind of communication to different agencies, services, you know, fire department, paramedics, whatever it might be, call, you know, call for backup for, for additional police, uh, whatever it might be. So everybody's first data that they collect on the situation comes from these first responders. So that how they behave, how they react, how they think, their descriptions, you know, having to kind of paint a picture and and call for backup or whatever they need um, to the people who aren't there. Okay. So the people who aren't there, maybe, maybe fire trucks, uh, other policemen, they're just getting the information funneled to them. It's the first pieces of the information and description they're getting funneled to them. Once they arrive on the scene, now they gather a lot of data with their eyes. They're looking around, they see things, they see what's actually happening there in person. And that's how I really always describe the adrenal glands. They are really kind of that first organ on the scene that collects data about what's going on. Are we safe? Are we not safe? Uh, is this a good thing? Should we remove ourselves? Is this, you know, maybe somebody goes on a first date and it's like, oh, red flag, red flag. I need to remove myself from the scene. This is the adrenal glands, like an interaction between the adrenal glands and the brain. So the information comes in through the eyes, through the ears, maybe through the skin, right? The temperature in the room or something like that. Um, and also through our, just our intuitive uh, intelligence, right? Our, our emotions, our emotional intelligence and our intuition. So all that data comes in and then that comes in and it goes to the brain. And then, you know, the adrenals in the brain are kind of trying to make sense of it and make determinations about what we want to do, or this is good, this is bad, we're safe, we're not safe, et cetera. So that's the first thing to really understand about adrenal glands and what it is that they do. They, they're, they're the first responders. So once we understand that, then they start to, you know, there's a system in the body where this information starts to get distributed throughout the body. Okay. And then all the other organs, uh, glands, tissues, right? That they're receiving the information and they're starting to make sense of this. So your adrenals are always collecting data, you know, all, all the time, every second of your existence. It's always the first responder onto the scene, right? You walk into a room and who's in the room and you're collecting data about the people in the room and are you safe and what's going on? And is there tension, uh, different things of that nature. So there's lots of information that gets collected. The adrenals are also aware and collecting information, kind of the first responders in regards to what's going on in the body. Okay. It's not just, um, you know, we get in a situation and we perceive, we have perceptions and emotions about situation. And that's some of the information, but also there's constant data that's being collected and assessed and evaluated about the 
biochemistry on the inside of the body. Uh, and that is affected by toxins and nutrition and all kinds of things. And when we get hit with certain negative emotions, then that also can affect the biochemistry and, and other things in the body. So by the time somebody's coming into the office and sitting down and, and wanting assistance with their health, you know, it really comes to this topic of the adrenals. It usually comes up and then the adrenals are tied in and related to hormones because they're part of the hormonal system and the chain of command. So then it turns into, well, you know, I, I just think it's my hormones, right? You know, I've got these headaches, I've got this, I've got that. Uh, and, and sometimes they're just drawing a conclusion because it seems obvious, like maybe all of a sudden they're having really painful menstrual cramps, or they're starting to um, have a kind of, you know, PMS episodes and they never had them before. So automatically they're just tying these things, thinking it's obvious that it's a connection into their hormones. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, maybe some of it is, but that's never the whole story. So, and then other symptoms like my hair falling out. Oh, I read that that could be your thyroid, right? So, so I get this all the time. I mean, I would say almost close to a hundred percent of all my female clients when they come in, they're always trying to kind of create this bridge between their hormones. And so when they come in, it's like, okay, so what are we going to do? Or, you know, we're going to do a hormone test or I had a hormone test. Here are the results. You know, I saw somebody, they did my hormone testing. I, I'm, I'm on these bioidenticals. It really isn't changing anything. I've been taking them for a year, nine months, six months, whatever it is. This got a little better, but for the most part, you know, I still can't sleep at night or whatever it might be that they're describing. So this is where I really want to back up a little and talk about this connection with the hormones. So the first thing, and I mean the first thing that affects your hormones. Okay. This is, this is, this is the only thing when people have a conversation about hormones that they should be thinking about. It's nutrition. Shocking. <laughs> You'll hear me say that a lot. Nutrition is the foundation of the body. Nutrition is the currency of the body. Can't buy, can't sell, no transactions without nutrition. It's just the way it works. So I'd like you to envision a train. And the first train is always going to have the engine. That's how a train is built. It has the engine. It's what powers the train and then it drags the other carts along. So if the first one is the engine, then think about the engine as nutrition in the train. If you have nutrition, you can go. If you don't have nutrition, you can't go. And, and go in this term or in this conversation means end up having a healthy hormonal uh, system and production. So that's the first car is nutrition. Now linked to that, the second car is going to be the endocrine glands. Okay. The endocrine glands are simply structures that take raw material, they throw it together, and they produce an end product. It's chemical. Now it's a natural chemical, it's made by the body, but they're still considered chemicals. 
So that's what the endocrine system does. And guess what? If nutrition is low, depleted, and lacking, that's the raw material from which the endocrine glands need to pull to manufacture their chemicals. It's very, very simple to understand if we compare it to a chocolate chip cookie recipe. You're going to make cookies for a neighbor or a friend. What do you do? Walk to the pantry. What are you looking for? I need my raw material. I need my flour. I need my sugar. I need my vanilla. I need my eggs, etc. So you pull out your raw material and then you do something to the raw material. In this case, you combine all the ingredients and then you end up with a product. So you end up with a cookie in that example. In our example with the endocrine glands, if they have what they need, the different raw materials to throw together, then they end up with their primary, um, how should we say, product, which in this case, what we're talking about is a hormone. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. We're going to go to another break. I'm going to pick this up and we will finish this conversation and move down the train. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, keep your face always toward the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Hello, beautiful listening audience. This is Nicola Burnett coming back from our short break on Looking for Healing Radio. And real quick, I just want to mention that if you are not able to catch any of our shows live, just know that all of our shows go to podcast typically a day or two after the live broadcast is complete. You can listen to any of the podcasts on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, or America Out Loud, and many more. If you like what you are hearing, make sure to subscribe and rate the show for us. We'd love to hear what you think. Okay, so let's get back into it. We're talking about hormones and getting a little bit deeper into how kind of the basic foundation of how hormones work so that you know what you have to look at with hormones and what you have to consider and, and hmm, all of those things. So 
I'm using the example of a train. Uh, the first car on the train is what has the engine. So it's what pulls everybody else along, all the other cars in the train. Uh, the first beginning of the train with the engine is nutrition. The second car that I just talked about was the endocrine system. So that's where we left off. Now, let's assume that nutrition is in good status, meaning there are no deficiencies in this particular body, this hypothetical body that's, that's the engine of the car. And so the endocrine organs, which are glands that just grab raw material, assemble them together and secrete them. That's really what they do. And these, these chemicals act as messengers in the body. That's what a hormone is. It's a chemical messenger. So I always like to think, uh, give the example to my clients, what does that mean, a chemical messenger? Well, if I had a pigeon or a dove and I wrote a note and I tied the note maybe around the dove's neck, right, with a little string, and then I sent the dove to my friend's house that I want to communicate in this note, whatever it was that I wrote in the note, once my friend receives the dove and then takes the communication, the little piece of paper, post-it note, whatever I wrote, now it's done with the dove. The dove is done. It's done its job. So we don't need the dove anymore. So we either need to feed the dove or send the dove back or you know put the dove in the cage in the cage if it's a you know pet dove or whatever it is you get the idea so the hormone is likened to the dove it it travels and it it holds a message and then it communicates to other tissues and cells with the message so the third part of the train once the endocrine organs manufacture the chemical and secrete it Okay, and sometimes even secretion is an issue. If organs have prolapsed or they've moved uh, or they have their structural issues and there's pressure on the organs, sometimes secretion doesn't happen. So we have to make sure that that's happening. And then once the chemical is secreted, and I always have the imagery in my mind of secretion of an endocrine organ, like a ketchup bottle, you pick it up, you kind of shake it and, you know, you squeeze it and then you know, the stuff you want, the ketchup or the mustard comes out. So that's how I think about secretion. Um, and then transport. We have to be able to transport. So that means they have to be dropped in the blood, travel in the system. And sometimes that doesn't happen. If somebody has really thick blood, really viscous blood, because they're dehydrated, because they have high toxic load on board, uh, because they have a weak heart muscle. I mean, there's so many things that could affect that transport, right? But let's assume all that's working is working okay. That would be your third and fourth car. Secretion would be the third. Transport would be the fourth. Okay, now after transport, assuming that all, that, all of that goes well, this chemical messenger reaches its target tissue, whatever tissue that might be. So the target tissue has cells and the cells would carry receptors for this particular chemical messenger. So for example, iodine is a really important mineral. Every cell in the human body has a receptor for iodine, but not every receptor in the body will have a receptor for, or be able to receive for other chemicals. 
Um, cortisol, that's another one. Every cell in the body has a receptor for cortisol. Okay. But that's not true of other chemicals that are secreted in the body. So let's just say that the transport is complete and the chemicals brought to the target tissue and the cells have receptors that are responding and working. Okay. So it has to be received. Now, if we have certain nutritional deficiencies, we have problems with the manufacture or the build of the cell wall, the cell wall is not very permeable, or the cell wall is damaged, or the cell itself is damaged, you know, maybe these messages don't get received. Just because they're, they arrive at the target tissue doesn't mean that they can be received. So this is another thing that has to be kind of evaluated and assessed. And once the message is received, then does the target tissue cell, uh, which is kind of both in the same because the tissue is composed of billions of cells and really all of basic biology and human nutrition occurs on a cellular level because it takes a collection of cells together to make a tissue. So we can almost use that interchangeably. But let's say that the message is received then does the target tissue or cells go into activation? Do they actually do or perform what's being asked of them once the message is being received? Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Again, if that particular organ system, it, there's a lot of deficiency in the body, then it may not be able to activate that pathway. That pathway could be shut down or not very efficient in its performance, or maybe it receives the information, but it can't turn around and actually perform what it needs to do. So once it's received, then that target tissue needs to do something, right? It, it, it needs to perform in some way from uh, do whatever the message is asking it to do. Then after that, let's say that the message is received and the, the target tissue, you know, receives a message and does exactly what it's supposed to do. Then the last step of this is that chemical messenger now needs to be degraded and broken down and removed out of the system. Okay. So we could call this a detox in, in some respect. Because now that chemical messenger is like the pigeon in my example. Once we receive, my friend receives the message, she doesn't need the pigeon anymore because it's it, it did its job. So now that the chemical messenger has been complete with um, imparting the message, whatever the message is, that chemical now is kind of debris. It's this thing that's lying around and it needs to be broken down. It needs to be deconstructed. It needs to be conjugated. Well, the organs that do that mainly, especially when we're talking about hormones, are the detox organs and, and principally liver. So if you have a body that you're working with, a human body, a person, and they have a lot of nutritional deficiency, and they're claiming that they have a lot of hormonal issues, they may and they may not. If their detox capacity is compromised and they, they go see a practitioner and that practitioner is 
giving them hormones, you know, maybe bioidenticals, that would be what our audience would be seeking. Then there's this process of breaking down the hormones. And if the liver cannot run those pathways, those hormones do not get broken down. And if they don't get broken down and there's more coming in and more, you know, somebody's taking the progesterone uh, tablet or they're rubbing the creams on themselves every single day. If this stuff comes in the body every day, every day, every day, because that's what the practitioner told them what to do, you know, put this progesterone at night, every night before you go to bed, but they can't actually conjugate it. They can't break it down. Then it becomes a waste product. It builds up in the system and now it becomes a toxic waste product because it's not being removed. It can build up and build up and build up. And then we get into the problem of, yes, a toxic waste product, but with all of these hormones lying around, it can start to affect in a negative way, communication in the body. And hormones, by the way, are how the body communicates with itself, to itself. So when somebody sits down and says, oh, it's my hormones, 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 it's, it's like, oh, maybe not. I'll tell you, I scan a lot of people. We, we have these uh, whole body scans that we do. I just had four of them yesterday. I will scan them and I will, there was a gentleman that I actually scanned. His nutrition was quite poor. His endocrine system was still functioning, but highly stressed and just about to snap, literally just about to snap. And it's hard to describe that, all the things I see in the chemistry, but that's my best description of it. Now, his hormones were holding in there. His hormones were doing great because his endocrine glands, even though they'd been in a stress state for probably six months to two years, they were still performing in a stress state, but he was arriving to the edge of the cliff with his endocrine organs. And I could see all that in the chemistry, meaning he was standing at the edge of the cliff, looking over, you know, just about to jump off. So, and let me explain what I mean by that. If you have organ systems that are highly stressed, and I just described that his, it was clear by looking at his biochemistry that his endocrine organs were highly stressed. They, they still performed, but they were highly stressed and had been that way for probably a while. You can only have organs that can perform under these con conditions of high stress for a limited amount of time. And then they're just going to go into a crash and burn stage. Okay. So he was at that point where the endocrine organs were about to go over the cliff, but his hormones looked really good and really strong. And he was confused about that. Well, how, why are my hormones look okay? But my endocrine system doesn't look okay. Well, like, why is that? And how does that work? Well, when the body breaks down, it breaks down in a domino effect. And there's an order and a timing. If you listen to any of my podcasts or any of my, uh, live broadcasts on the radio, I talk about that a lot. That is one of another one of my favorite topics. And so we were catching him right at the perfect time. And I explained to him, hey, this is a nutrition problem. Once we start getting the nutrition right in your body, then it moves down the chain of command. You know, the endocrine system or endocrine organs get fed. 
they get nourished, they start working better, then they're able to secrete, right? Hopefully we've got transport, you know, then hopefully uh, the message is received and then that target tissue can, can carry out whatever that message was, you know, secrete this, do this, whatever it is. And then the detox organs with the added nutrition will start to run more efficiently and effective so they can break down the hormone and clear it out. Why do you think we produce hormones every day in a normal, healthy body? Every day you wake up, you know, you start to produce higher levels of cortisol in the morning. You start to produce higher levels of estrogen, testosterone. And then a lot of these hormones will taper off late in the afternoon into the evening, but then other hormones really spike like serotonin, like melatonin, they spike in the evening. And then, you know, they kind of carry through through the night and then they start to lower and decrease. And that's why we wake up because they start to degrade and get lower. And then cortisol starts secreting, which is what wakes up the body in the morning. So this is day in, day out, day in, day out. We manufacture and produce hormones. So this whole cycle has to be completed over and over again, every day of your existence and basically a 24 hour period. And so this is how this works. So when somebody comes in and sits down and says to me, oh, you know, I'm having heavy menstrual bleeding. Oh, it's my hormones, my hormones. We just need to test my hormones. Well, no, actually we don't. Um, in my program, we have the whole program. I, I built the whole program out in modules and the modules allow the, the clientele to go through the program in the right order at the right time. So it's not something I have to talk about or they have to know about. It's just built into the program. And so when that is the case, especially with hormones, we actually don't even, I don't even discuss hormones or get into them majority of the time until we get into module four. So they've already done one, two, and three. So there's a lot of time that can go by before we even get there. And I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm getting close to ending this last segment, but I'll share this with you. The number one reason why hormones, that whole system and communication doesn't work right is because of lack of nutrition and high toxic loads. When people go through our program and they correct, you know, module one, two, three, and four uh, actually corrects and does a hefty amount of detoxing. First thing we do is we get their nutrition squared away. We recover the depleted nutrition. Once that's done, then we go into more targeted, heavy, aggressive detox. So in the first three to four modules, we have corrected their nutrition and we have removed a hefty amount of the toxic load in the body. 68%, 80%, 90% uh, really depends on, on the person and their process. But guess what happens as a result? Why do I have that module for hormone balancing later in the program because when you correct for the nutrition and there's no deficiencies and when you clear out the majority of the toxic load in the body guess what happens the hormones auto correct on their own 
by the time people get to that module, the hormone module, I have, I'll pull a hormone panel, we'll look at it. And there's usually most of the time on majority of people, there's nothing to correct. There's nothing to correct. And if there is, it's just a little bit of tweaking here and tweaking there. So it's, it's mild, it's minor, you know, we go in and, you know, we'll use, you know, maybe wild yam, we do, we use some herbs and it's a very easy correction and it doesn't take very long, maybe a couple of months. So, so that is a little bit of some of the information around hormones and everything that needs to be looked at and taken into consideration when we're working and looking at that organ system of the body. All right. Well, that's a wrap, folks. I hope you learned a lot. I hope you gleaned some pearls of wisdom. I thank you for spending the hour with me. And I do hope that you are feeling inspired, educated, and hopeful that no matter what you may be dealing with from a health perspective, there is always a natural solution that may completely remedy and or significantly improve the issue. That is the message I am hoping to convey through these discussions of natural healing. If you'd like to learn more, I invite our listening audience to visit our website at www.back2balancelv, as in Las Vegas, backtobalancelv.com to find out more about what we do at the center. And join us next week. I'm going to carry on with these top five most common questions I get from audiences and clients. Uh, hmm. Cellulite is one of them that we'll talk about. And the other one I want to talk about is collagen. So until then, blessings and abundance with your health and your life. This is Nicola Burnett signing off from Looking for Healing Radio.